This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. You love dating, right? Oh, my God. I love dating. I love going out and meeting new people. I love kissing boys. All right, all right, all right. I love hugging. I get it. I get it. But have you ever fallen out of love with dating? Oh, you bet I have. Seriously? You have? Just like Brooke, our last guest this season on We Love You and So Can You? Oh, yeah. I think we've all been there sick of dating, right? Haven't we? Uh, Yeah. Can we just dish about dating Oh, now? yes. Yes, let's do it. Let's get this We Love You and So Can You bonus episode underway. In this special bonus season of We Love You and So Can You, we're going to be talking about our own experiences with each of the topics explored during our regular season. Our last guest this season was Brooke. Yes, Brooke, a smart, successful, beautiful woman in her 30s looking for love in L.A., but she was kind of feeling burnt out on the dating world. Um, and Kristen, since you're dating obsessed, I truly cannot imagine a time in which you were burnt <laughs> out by dating. Oh my gosh, well... First, I feel like I have to set this up and say, I have dated a lot in my life. You're a dating champion. Yes, but I was not um, much of a dater during my teenage years or my college years, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. I had a couple of boyfriends in college. And boyfriend, I don't even know if that's the right term because they were pretty lousy to me. Yeah. So I don't know if... Like guys you hung out with long term. Yeah. And who I called boyfriends, but like in one case... A guy like stole my money. And oh, then, they're not. That's not then, a good. Boyfriend. And then in another case, he called me names. No, and then no, like no. another case, he's kind of a stalker. So like like that's scary. Yeah, it is scary. Like I mean, so um, all that being said, I guess my point in all of this is I didn't have a lot of dating experience, and then when I did, it wasn't with the best guys, mm -hmm. and so I really fully threw myself into dating like a champ. Actually, mm -hmm. in my thirties, okay, which. Um, I kind of saw as like, here's my chance to really do it. I'm in my 30s. I'm in New York. You're very I'm, sex in the city. Yeah. And it's like, these are like my prime dating years, right? Yeah. So let's do it. Let's let's go out there. And there was this fabulous world of online dating. There's all these fabulous people in real life also. And I just felt like all of those things combined, it just seemed like the perfect time in my life and the perfect moment historically for a woman to just go out there and date as much as she wanted to. Yeah. And so— um, Is that when you got sick of it? Well, here's the thing. Sometimes, despite my best efforts to be cheerful about it and be excited about meeting new people, mm -hmm. it's happened every once in a while where I'll have, you know, a few bad dates in a row, and then I'll start feeling a little bit like Brooke did, like, oh, where are all the good people? And I would sometimes, you know, do also what Brooke did, where I would start talking with other single girlfriends, and then it would turn into like, hold on, every time we get together, it's just a bitch sesh. Yeah, yeah. And, 
you know, not only is it a bitch sesh, but oh no, now I haven't been on a date for a few weeks, which isn't like me. When I'm single, Jolenta, as you know, I like to stack my dates, sometimes four dates in a day. She's, a again, a dating nut. <laughs> I like to think dating champion, not, mm, right, not nut. Right, right, champion. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with my initial name. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, there have definitely been those times. And, you know, it's easy sometimes to fall into the negative cycle of just talking about the totally. shit sides of dating totally. with your friends. And, you know, after a few bad dates, and, you know, I just want to say this, though. I, I don't think all men are bad. And once in a while, I would get together with my girlfriends when we would be talking about dating. And um, they would just start going down that road of like, oh, all men suck. Mm-hmm. Dating in this town yeah, is the everyone's worst. Garbage. Yeah, everyone's garbage. Yeah, everyone's terrible. And and I, I don't believe that. So I just want to make that clear. But, okay. but sometimes after like a string of bad dates, I just think, you know, maybe I just need to take a break from this because I just am not feeling it. Or alternatively, I'd feel burnt out on it and force myself to keep doing it. Mm, and then you're like resentful of the date. I'd, I'd almost feel like it was a job. Like I, right, have to keep, right. I have to keep doing this because if I don't just keep putting myself out there. Like just keep applying. Eventually someone will want an interview. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. like a job search. Exactly, exactly. So I kind of experienced both sides of the things that Brooke went through. One where I'm just like, oh, I want to be off the apps for a while, so I take a couple weeks off. And one where it's like, every guy I encounter is so shitty. Like, are they all shitty? Yeah. And I definitely had that thing where people would sometimes ask me for job leads. Like, they'd find out, like, oh, you're in the podcasting universe. Hold on, are you friends with so-and-so? Hold on, did you work for that radio station? You must be friends with such-and-such. One guy... Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, Jolent, I'm going to bring you into a story here. Me? He, yes, because do you remember that one Thanksgiving? Yes, when yes. The one Thanksgiving, um, I was at your house for Thanksgiving that year, and I was going to leave early, and you're like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going on a date with this guy. She was like, hot later, everyone. And like, sorry <laughs> to miss the pie. I got a Tinder date. And we were all like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Who sets up a Tinder date on Thanksgiving? <laughs> and that guy, it turned out, wanted a job in podcasting also. Well, that's who. Someone who's <laughs> that desperate for a job that he's like, sure, it's Thanksgiving. We'll both leave where we are early, and uh, I'll try and get a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, anywho, so, you know, I would meet people like that or I'd meet people who were kind of gross and slimy or trying to, you know, do things with me I didn't necessarily want to do on a first date. And, you know, um, and so, you know, there would be moments where I would feel burnt out. But I do have to say that um, my issue wasn't so huge that I would say, like, I'm taking six months off dating. It was usually just like I'm taking a couple weeks off. Mm -hmm. Or, and what would get you to come back, though, after those few weeks off? Like, just the fiery passion in your belly? Oh, yeah. Oh, my much. gosh. Okay. Like, I, um, I I like dating. I like meeting new people. I like the adventure. I also, honestly— So just, like, the appeal of trying new things almost outweighed, like, the drudgery. I, I think that was part of it. I think I love love. I love romance. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I've never been the person who's like, I must be married and have 2.5 kids and a picket fence. But I've always been the person who's like— I want to have love. Mm-hmm. I want to, even if it's just horrible, one-sided, like, Eponine and Les Mis sort of love. Like, I just want to have, like, passion and affairs and be with inappropriate men and be with appropriate men and be with all of the things. I want to do all the things and feel all the feelings and wow. love all the love. And so, you know, I wanted to do all that. But, you know, sometimes you're right. I would get a little burnt out on it, and um, but I would get back out there and do it. And the other reason... I would get back out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel a little embarrassing. Oh, this. now I want to know. I, I think I just like the hunt. 
Yeah. Yeah. Does that make me sound horrible? No. Like, like no. one of those predator guys who writes those pickup artist books? No, I think I still equate that with like the thrill of new experiences and mm-hmm. you loving like the hunt of meeting people you vibe with, not like you're not on the hunt like to get a notch on your bedpost. You're on the hunt for like new experiences and new connections. Yes, for that. But then also, I mean, you know how I still sometimes stay up late and I hunt for things on eBay? Or I You also for... just like to feel like you found, like, a deal. And yes, I feel like the exactly. same goes for people with Kristen. <laughs> That's exactly. not But I like the reframing. Like, reframe it like a game. Like, dating can be just as thrilling as, like, scrolling through Etsy, finding, like, yes. a well-priced handmade item that feels like a score. Yes, yes. So, to me, it's like, you know, all of the joy of it, all the joy of meeting people, all the joy of the hunt, the possibility of meeting somebody I click with, the possibility of romance— all of those things kept me going back. But, you know, of course, naturally, I did sometimes feel a little bit bummed out about it. And mm-hmm. sometimes I would sometimes think, gosh, where are all the good guys? Or why don't I like any of these guys back? Because mm-hmm. um, I I can't complain that, like, nobody ever liked me back. It was usually the other way around that uh, I was just, like, not really like. as much into them. No, yeah. no. I'm not <laughs> saying my whole life. I'm just saying, you Poor know. Kristen, just being chased. No, no, no. Like, in my younger years, not at all. And I think that's one reason I also love dating so much in my 30s. Right. Because it's, in it's my teens and 20s, I'm— It's to be like, oh, people see my value, and, like, we're not as shallow and, like, childish as we used to be. Yeah, and, like, in my fun. teens and 20s, I was essentially either invisible or considered somebody's funny, ugly sidekick yeah. through all my teens and 20s. And then in my 30s, it was really nice that a lot of guys actually thought— in and of myself, I was an okay catch. Mm, yeah. So that was nice. Mm. This was a really long way of answering your question. But, yeah, sometimes I've definitely gotten down about dating. But I got back out there again, and I feel happy I did. I have my husband now who I met on Tinder. And you just treat it like a game, like you're on the hunt. And not in a, like, predatory way, but in a, like, <laughs> consensual way. Totally consensual. Then it gets fun again, apparently. It was for me, at least. But I'm imagining you have your own version of this kind of story. Uh, I do. And we're going to talk about it after this break, obviously. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back with this bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. And Jolenta, we're talking about the ups and downs of dating and specifically what happens when you hit a spot like our guest Brooke did where you just Mm. think, oh, I'm so over this dating thing. And let's talk about you and 
any experiences you have with that feeling and how you dealt with it? Um, I guess I've dealt with it by feeling that way my whole life and never addressing it. No, I'm kidding. But I, I've felt that way more often than not, I think. Like, my entire—like, ne- I've never been a dater the mm-hmm. way you have been, Kristen. Like, I married the only person I, like, technically called a boyfriend. Mm. Although I've had long-term, you know, fuck buddies, as yes. we've discussed. Yes. Um, but—so I feel like I'm always overdating because, like, it, it never goes right for me in my mind. What do you mean it never goes right for you in your mind? I mean, I feel like it, it never goes right in a various— uh, various ways. Like, they're situational. It never goes right. Like, what Brooke is talking about. Like, L.A., it's shitty. Like, when I was in college, um, the demographics at my school, University of San Francisco, it was like, for every 10 women, there was one guy. Mm. And we used to joke, oh, it used to be yeah. joke was, uh, it's University of Single Females. <laughs> USF. And so it's like, so in college, I was like, it's this, and it's the situation, and there are no guys here, and like, "Mm." and then I went to acting school in New York, and I was like, I'm too busy learning to be an actor to date. Um, And so when I finished acting school, I was in my early 20s, and I'm like, I'm finally going to do it. I'm like, in this city, I like cobbled together enough of a life where I can like go out and purchase a drink and still pay rent, and I'm going to date. And so I went on Only OK Cupid because I'm kind of a wimp, and I thought it was like, the best beginner app, and I... It's, it, it was for me. I had a lot of luck on that. Yeah, and I, like, I met people, and I'd go on dates, and I I would always go on, like, two or three dates with a guy and just, like, not feel it. Like, they just were all duds, and they were all just, like, sort of boring, nondescript white guys that I, like, gave nicknames like Crud Lip and, like... <laughs> Louis C.K. wannabe, which I should have known that was a very bad sign. No, that's not a good date. Um, well, and actually, my sort of end of being frustrated dating involved the Louis C.K. wannabe guy. Oh. Um, he was the last sort of random OkCupid okay date I had gone on after a string of probably like eight guys in like a month or two of just like, I'm like, I'm going to get a fucking boyfriend if it kills me. And uh, I had been vibing with this guy who uh, like, you know— wrote for an e-card company and, like, idolized Louis C.K. So what could go wrong? <laughs> he idolized Louis— I didn't know that was a job. No, he idolized Louis C.K. too in the way where he was like, I try to dress like him. And I, like, looked at him and I was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh, I guess he's wearing black T-shirt and jeans and, like, New Balance sneakers. <laughs> like, I just want to dress like a 48-year-old yeah, I'm like, you want to dress dad. like a fucking schlub? Okay, but I was into it. <laughs> Um, and, like, he was the one I was vibing with the most, but he, like, kind of made me uncomfortable. Um, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, I just felt like he, like, didn't, like, he had some weird issues with women. Like, on our first date, he, like, went on a big rant about, like, his single mom and, like. Oh, no. And, like, I've dated plenty of people with, with single parent households but just opening it with like resentment towards your single mom it should have been a sign i've been on dates like that yes oh my gosh so cut to third date and he's in my place and we're you know making out a little like in my doorway like we just come in and um we're making out and he doesn't like ask or anything uh and like slaps me on the face a little oh and i was like maybe this was an accident i don't know like i don't know and then he did it again and i was like okay we're gonna stop kissing and like i have work in the morning and you have to go and he's like oh like sorry i didn't mean to make you uncomfortable blah blah blah. and i'm like i i can't deal with this people have to have an understanding to do 
Yeah, and it's kinds, like I'm all for play, any kind of exploration, but not like first time hookup and not without discussing it. Yeah, like mm. I mean, mostly just not without discussing it. It can be a first yeah. time hookup if it's discussed. Um, and so after that, he just like kept texting me, being I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable, and like blah blah blah. And I was like, dude, you gotta like talk to people about this, and. Like, I was just really second-guessing myself because he was the best of, like, the crop I had found in mm. this, like, I'm going to date and be an independent woman phase. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I called a friend and was like, is this normal? Am I? Are my standards too high if I want to <laughs> break up with this guy? And my friend was like, Jesus, no. What the fuck is happening in your life? And that friend was Brad, and he ended up being my husband. So. Oh. You run to the so, arms of someone to comfort you, friend, and the comforter becomes the boyfriend. A friend got me out of my dating slump by, like, being nice and dating me. So I don't know if that's, like, a good example. Mm. But just sort of, I don't know. I felt like I was sort of going through the motions of, like, this is how one dates in, like— 2010 when you're 25 and I was and like I was like I'm not feeling this I'm not feeling this I'm forcing it and I was like oh maybe if I just looked in my own backyard like I wouldn't have even had to deal with this Mm. so I guess my answer to dating slumps is also just like do what feels right like if the apps are killing you it's okay to stop and like turn to a friend and like interact with humans and maybe they know other humans that you could fuck or date or marry who knows Mm mm-hmm I also think that, I mean, what you said about the demographics of San Francisco, I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's good to know the demographics of the town you live in, and then you won't blame yourself. New York is another town where single women far outnumber single men in this town, mm. and that's why we all know so many fabulous single women. Yeah, where it's like, what's happening? They're all amazing. Yeah, and not that many single men, and, you know, the demographics, it's like, girl, it's not you. It's the, it's numbers the actual are not location. Your, yeah, the numbers are not in your favor in this town. are never in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's good to keep that in mind, too. That is. Yeah. I mean, another thing I like about your story, Jolenta, is that Brad, your now husband, Mm -hmm. a lot of what he was doing was just reassuring you that you weren't the one who was the problem. Yeah, yeah, And it's good to have people around you. That's important, too. Yeah. And when you're being reassured that you're not the problem, I mean, I know that at least in my case— it made it easier for me to go out there and still believe in love. Like, if I really yeah, believed, yeah. Uh, like, oh, I must be broken or I must be defective or it's because this about me or that about me. Like, I'm unlovable because of X, Y, or Z. It's like, no, like, yeah. Like, you have worth. You are fine. You're not crazy. That was just shitty. Yeah, that was shitty. And just, you know, it's so good to have people around to remind us of that. And I mean, I. I don't think people have to date if they don't want to. No. They absolutely don't have to. But, you know, I also— Also, loneliness sucks. (laughs) Yes. And, I mean, there's lots of ways to be lonely. One can be lonely in a relationship, too. I had one relationship. When you and I first met Jolanta, I was in a long-term relationship where both he and I were very lonely. It was way more fun to— for me to be out there dating mm-hmm. like an animal yeah. than to be coming home and to And looking the, for like a real connection once in a while than coming home to like a sort of by rote like connection on paper. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, this part isn't about me. It's supposed to be about you. I but, don't care. But it's a discussion. It's a discussion. But I'm just going to say like for me, that was another thing that helped me keep my gusto to go back out there dating because mm-hmm. I would rather be out there uh with all of the weird stories and the odd behaviors and the funny, quirky guys I was dating, 
than to be back in the situation I was in before. Whatever you were, yeah. No, yeah. that's such a good way to look at it too. About yeah. like, I know what that was, and I decided I don't want that. So let's have some fun and try on other things and see what we want. Yeah, yeah. And now I am in a relationship again, and I feel like I hit the jackpot with him. He is such a great man, and so to me, at least, it was worth it to go back out there and date with Gusto again. I like it. Yeah. All right. Should we take a quick break? Yes. When we're back, we're going to talk about sometimes. We took some dating initiative. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. We are back. And before we go, in honor of Brooke and how she pushed herself to be uh, the aggressor, as she called it, (laughs) when it comes to dating and asking people out, I thought we should each share our best initiative-taking dating story or aggression dating story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Can I share one that's just embarrassing as heck? I mean, that's what mine is, I think. Yeah. good. So um, right after I moved to New York, I was in my 20s. I was fresh out of college. And I just thought, I don't, like, I I am at this point in my life. I want to date. There's all these good-looking people. I don't know how to do it in this town. This is before I knew about things like dating apps and websites and stuff. Um, And I just didn't know what to do. And then I just, I can't remember if I was watching Oprah or read something, but they said, girl, you just got to make the first move. You see a man Mm -hmm. you want to talk to, you just go out there and do it. It doesn't matter where you are. So there was one night I was out with some friends and I saw a guy who I thought was really foxy. um, And I'm like, ooh, look at that brunette over there. I'm going to, I'm going to like slam another drink and then I'm just going to go up to him and I'm going to say, hi, I think you're really handsome. Mm -hmm, And mm so I did it, slammed the drink, Walked up to him, said, hey, you're really handsome. And then he paused and he just stared at me blankly for a while. And then he and his friends all looked at each other and just started laughing wildly. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, I don't think I'm going to go up to a guy ever again and just randomly approach him and tell him that I think he's really handsome because it felt really bad being laughed at and that's so horrible i mean there's better ways they could have reacted i mean it's so bad i mean they could have said like a lot of things thanks they could have said oh thanks are you having a good night yeah great well my buddies and i were just taking off it was nice to meet you thanks for stopping by that's what they could have said like there's a lot of things they could have said but it's so very funny to me (laughs) i like it i mean i've been rejected a lot in my life i but that was the most obvious 
one. I feel like that was one of the more obvious ones because it was in public and it involved men all. I feel together like yeah, it's like the most me. black and white version of rejection you could get. Being laughed at by a whole group by a gaggle of men. Of men. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've been rejected way more than that. Like I, I already alluded to this, like. All through my teens and 20s, that's pretty yeah. much my life story. <laughs> yeah. But um, what about you, Jolenta? Um, let's see. I think my favorite aggressor story would be when I was in that dating phase after I finished acting school. I um, was at a bar after work with some acting people. And um, it's it's like a shitty, just like a shitty dive bar that we always went to because they had like $3 rolling rocks during Ooh, happy hour nice. and really good curly fries. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'd go there all the time, and I was there, and there was this, like, very attractive guy at the bar just watching a baseball game. And we were sort of at the bar, and this table, like, across from the bar, and I kept, like, hanging out at the bar. And, like, every time i get a drink, we'd, like, talk about the game. And, like, as people left, like, I was at the bar more, talking about the game more, and, like— this guy's really cool and, like, really cute. Turns out he's an artist and he has a studio right near the bar but just wanted Ooh. to pop over to actually watch the game. And then eventually, like, the game's sort of winding down. It's pretty obvious, like, who the winner is. And I, like, just turned to him. I was like, so, you know, like, I've only been pretending to care about this baseball game. Ooh. Like, I just wanted to talk to you. And he was like, all right, you want to check out my studio? And then <gasps> we just went and boned. Whoa! <laughs> and I was that's like, a good one. I think I did that. Wow. I think I did that. Like, well, it was done, awesome. Joel. I'm giving you a high five. Yay! Yes. Well done. So I did not get rejected. It's the only time I've done it, and the only time it worked. And I think like I had to have like all the green lights. Like it was pretty clear. Yeah. But I still was the one who was like, obviously, this is a farce. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad that you have a story like that because I would hate for our listeners to hear this and just think I'm never going to approach yeah, anybody. Just hear two <laughs> stories of like, then I approached them and they shit on me. They actually <laughs> took a poop on my head. So much better the story you told. Yeah, mine did involve getting laid, and it was good. It was good. Oh, great! It's a hot. Oh. It was very hot and artsy and drunk. You know, I love it. I love it. Thank that you. is the perfect note to end this episode on. Oh, oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. That's it for this Stitcher bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell. Thanks also to Casey Holford, who composed our theme song and mixed this episode. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer, not to mention one Mr. Chris Bannon, who's Stitcher's chief content officer. Please stay in touch. Do you have a predicament you need help with? How would you like your life changed? How can Jolenta and I help you? Because we really want to help you. Write to us. Our email address is weloveyoupod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at weloveyoupod, at Jolenta G., or at Kristen Meinzer. And of course, we love to hear your beautiful voices. So call us at 601-LOVE-171. That's 601-568-3171. And don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen because it helps other people find our sweet little baby shows. Yes, and if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell somebody online dating about the show. Tell somebody who's discouraged about dating about the show. Tell an ex about the show. Yes, all of that. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolanta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. And remember, we, we love, love you. And so can you. Love it. Thank you.
Stitcher. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.